Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. You're listening to the Let Him Cook Podcast fueled by Cody Road and the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Folks, happy holidays. We took a little extended break there, but we are back on the basketball grind. Nigel, uh, what's life like uh, with just two Iowa State basketball games in like two weeks? How you been? Uh, I've I've managed. Uh, I got to see the family a lot last week, so I was trying to kind of unplug from sports as a whole. Uh, Obviously, keeping up with the bigger games, but I wasn't in my sicko mode. Yeah. To put it in a more relatable sense, but I, I don't know, man. I it's just I felt like given the I was given like ten days off, so I felt like I really just needed time to kind of just be in the moment with with a few loved ones and some friends back home. But nonetheless, I was able to see a lot of good games uh, on Christmas. Uh, it kind of made up for it. My Browns clinched a playoff spot, so nice. that's always fun. And uh, I heard you actually had to have some fun down in Memphis with uh. That, Iowa State football team. So I was that. Sure did. Uh, we went. I was down there Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, was with some Cyclone fanatic people. Was down there for KCCI. But um, first bowl game as a photographer. Zero and one is the record to start. That's all right. Uh, it was a cool city though. It was a lot of fun. Um, the Liberty Bowl. It's a cool looking stadium. I think it's just really old. But like aesthetically, it's a cool stadium. Like it, it's mm-hmm. just cool how it's shaped and. I mean, Memphis really had a lot more fans. And I mean, I know they're in their home city, but Memphis really like showed out. Like, I mean, they had quite a few more fans than Iowa State did. So it was cool. It was a well-attended bowl game, two really good fan bases. The parade and pep rally was a lot of fun. So just cool to see that many Cyclones in Memphis. Had a good time. I know we talked about it. How was the barbecue? It was it was good. So luckily, like the couple of places I've traveled for Kansas City or for KCCI have been Kansas City, Memphis, and then Greensboro, North Carolina. So, like, I've gotten, like, some really good barbecue cities off the map. I'm going to put Kansas City ahead of Memphis, but had some really good ribs. Had some really good ribs down in Memphis and some really good chicken wings. And I know that's not really barbecue, but damn good. Right. Sounds so, good, man. I had a good time. I, yeah, I know. I definitely need to get down there and try some because I've heard good reviews about Memphis. Yeah, it's a fun city. Uh, New Hampshire... Did not have a lot of fun in Ames. Um, this game kind of freaked me out a little bit. I got a couple things I want to talk about. Again, I've, I'm just kind of used to Iowa State coasting through these kind of non-conference games. And, you know, I'll have it on. And I kind of, in terms of interest level, I'm kind of going in and out. And turned the channel when we were up 20 with like three minutes left before halftime. Checked my phone 10 minutes later and we were up eight at halftime. And I was like, huh? So, I, like, New Hampshire, I think, probably one of the better teams that Iowa State has played non-conference-wise outside of the Power Six teams um, in terms of the mid-major teams that Iowa State has played. Um, they looked good. They kind of they hung around in the first half, and then the second half, obviously, Iowa State kicks it loose. Um, I'm going to word this very carefully, Nigel. This backcourt is the first backcourt to both have triple doubles in Iowa State history. That does not make them the best backcourt in Iowa State history, but it does make them the first 
to do that. And on like a bigger note, I think it just speaks to how important those two guys are to this offense and how much they can do on a basketball court on any given night. Lipsy also had 16, six and five. So he's continuing to stuff the stat sheet. How important is that going to big 12 play having two guys that can do it all? I think to, to go back to your original point of like underlining that it is more emphasis on like the backcourt. I think we need to Google the definition of what a backcourt is just so we don't confuse anybody yeah. because a lot of people will take it and run with it. But basically the rear part of the court where the defense plays. So when defense is played, it's the first people you're seeing pick up the ball, meaning Taman and Keyshawn. Yeah. Now I know we're talking about their offensive productivity, but yes, I think it's going to be huge to not just have a Tyrese Halliburton in the backcourt with all due respect, great Hooper, Prentice Nixon, but they just weren't the most cognitive, like right. back and forth. We can play off each other uh, kind of crew. And I, Iowa State hasn't had that kind of camaraderie in the backcourt in a while. So I think to have that be so adamant early on even in a lot of in my opinion bs games you know not the most competitive games they're still going out there and getting theirs and they're sharing the ball making sure everyone's getting touches curtis jones like you said earlier is playing a lot better so i think that productivity if you have two guys that can get you 10 assists on any given day that means a lot of other people are getting the ball and getting you know they're, they're sharing the love and i think there are two people that use their size to their ability when um, being able to rebound a lot. And I know TJ, he's really big on having guards that can rebound. Yeah. And I think it's just a testament to see, you know, this is, it's rare. We, I don't think Iowa State has ever seen this where you have two guys in the backcourt that are playing at this high of a level. So it's, it's really exciting. And I think it's going to do well for us come conference season. It, yeah. It's awesome to see these two guys play this well. Another, this is like a small, just tidbit I saw in the New Hampshire game, but point guards, the really good ones, they're very vocal leaders, but there's, there's a sequence where it was, it was like a turnover. Iowa state had a run out. Keyshawn Gilbert had a wide open dunk and just missed it. Like just biffed it on the back of the rim. And that sucks. And Iowa state didn't have time there. I mean, there was no like TV timeout. There was no stoppage of play in between that and the next sequence where Taman Lipsy extra pass to Keyshawn Gilbert in the corner and he missed that shot too. But what I like about it is without even Taman Lipsy saying anything, Keyshawn Gilbert knows, you know, that guy still has confidence in me to go make that shot. Like there, there's an unspoken confidence. There's an unspoken trust. I think between a lot of these guys where it's like, no matter what happens, we're going to be all right. Like yeah. you have a bad play. Let's like, that's not going to happen every time. I know how good you are at basketball. I'm not worried that you missed one dunk, you know? And I think like, same with our perimeter shooters. If you, if you miss a shot, it's not like you're going to be shut out the rest of the game and you're not going to touch the ball. So I think it's a lot of great team basketball being played, especially in these early games where it's not so much of, are we going to win? It's like, how well are we going to play? Are we going to play down to the competition? Or are we going to, you know, go out and play the best basketball we can? So that has I think that's promising parts. Yeah, and it comes with having a lot of mature guys. I think Gilbert yeah. being a junior, that's a huge advantage for us. Taman is a sophomore, but he acts like a senior a lot right. of the times he's on the floor. So I think when people are able to mentally maintain that maturity, I think you're going to be able to have more success because you're not in that emotional roller coaster of, oh, I'm not playing well in this moment. You know, it's, it's okay, I'm not playing well in this moment. How am I going to respond? And I think a lot of people on this team have that mentality. So I feel like, that's going to be a big 
I guess, advantage that we could have over teams that may be better than us in the talent portion, may, perhaps like Oklahoma, who is, you know, sitting at number 11 in, yeah. in the in the country right now. We got to go to their place on Saturday. So I think it's it's good to see that they're showing these strong characteristics early on in the year. And then Hassan Ward being back, I think that was just instant impact. You saw him block a bunch of shots, impact a bunch of, you know, uh, what what's so important to me, and I think about someone like Osano Shuniyi, who like didn't have huge block numbers stat wise, but when you see a guy like that right below the rim and you're driving, it makes you double think what you're about to do. And I think Hassan Ward, maybe not to that extent, um, but still, you kind of got to take into consideration, hey, if I'm going to go up, this could get blocked into the second row. Yeah. And I think just his presence is kind of all Iowa State needs for rim protection. I think that's plenty. And I think whenever you have a guy like an Osan or a Hassan where they can just be that rim protector, I think once the fans know that you that's what you do, you're good at that, I think there's kind of an, a level of anticipation that builds when you pot potentially can block a shot yeah. to where when it does happen, there's such energy building plays that they go a longer way than just you know what they're doing in that moment as a just a blocking a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for like... I kind of forget how many good rim protectors Iowa State has had, even in the last 10 years. Jamil McKay, uh, when I was in school, Cam Lard was, had a lot going on, but when he was on, he could just lock down the rim. I mean, he could block. Yeah. I mean, that guy was just built for basketball. And yeah, Oshuni, now Hassan Ward. I, I just feel like we have had a good stretch here of guys that you can't really be lazy around the rim with or it's going to get knocked out of your hands quick. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, too, even with Rob getting stronger, I think he's been able yeah. to maybe not be a glass cleaner. Well, he's a glass cleaner in a rebounding perspective, but more so just like with him being a stronger presence under the rim, I think even he's able to kind of be like, no matter who's in the game in the front court, you know, people got to, like you said, think twice of going to the rim because it's not going to be easy. You're either going to absorb a lot of contact, trying to bump into Rob and, and create a foul, or you're just going to get your – your shot swatted by Mr. Ward. So I, I, it was fun to see and be invited to the block party yesterday. Uh, and I'm just, I'm happy to see, you know, where, where they're going to uh, take off from now. And like analytically speaking, I think Hassan Ward is kind of the jewel of like, we're going to force you to take bad, highly efficient shots, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. like in the NBA right now, you take a three point shot or you get something at the rim or you shoot free throws. That is, unless you are like five guys in the NBA, that is all that happens. Right. And so now in like a lot of the big 12 defenses have been like, okay, we get that you're going to shoot threes and shoot layups. We're just going to make that super difficult and annoying for you to do and basically leave the mid range wide open. So like now you have that rim protection at the, at the rim. Now you can close out even harder on the three because, you know, you got Hassan Ward back there that's going to block whatever he needs to block. Like, it just kind of opens up the whole defense to play even harder because they know they got backup on on help. So I, I think it really unlocks a, a different potential for Iowa State's defense going to Big 12 play, and we're going to need all of it. So Yeah, I agree. Um, I do have one little thing. I love – so anyone who knows me, I'm the biggest defender of black and white I truly wish that like those were just, I'm wearing a Cardinal gold t-shirt, bad radio, but I wish we could, would just change our colors to black and white. That's a different discussion for a different day. However, like, like our primary colors? Yeah. Like for the university? Yeah. Hot Why? Take. 
they're just better. I don't like black and white just looks better to me. I think it's cooler. I think okay. it's hard to look intimidating in Carter and Gold. I think is kind of the crux of it. But nonetheless. You, you don't think that's going to look a little weird come the Iowa game? Uh, They got yellow. They'll be fine. I feel like they overuse black, though. Iowa? I think they I think they overuse both black and white. Like I think yeah. sometimes from a quick glance, you look at Iowa and you just see black and white. Yeah, you that's know? fair. Besides like the helmet. Um here here's my thing though. New Hampshire, I'm not sure if that's the time. And this isn't the first time they've worn I think they brought them out last year, the black and white uniforms for basketball. But I don't know if I love bringing them out against New Hampshire. I think like to bring these out, it's gotta be a big game. Like you gotta kind of set the stage if we're going to do like cool alternate uniforms and i know it's new year's eve and that was kind of i don't know if that was part of it too but i was like new hampshire we're doing we're doing a blackout i get a, a word in quick sure so here's here's what i think they lost in the viking uniforms last time they wore them right because it was against uh yukon in the final of oh the, yeah uh, they got popped oh yeah so this was a get right game for the uniforms okay so now they got the Have they got it, the mojo yeah. back. That's okay. my theory. Okay. So are we five hundred in black and white uniforms? I think we might be two and one. I think we okay. were. Did they warm a second time last year? Maybe not. Who do we? Either way, get right game. Okay. For black okay. uniforms, I'll now, take now it. The... It's like I would say football needs to break them out right early next year. Yeah. Get right game. Yeah, that's fair. I see what you're saying, and that's the thing too is like if you have a lucky shirt and you lose. Just put the shirt away for a little bit. I've done that multiple times. Where like I have a lucky shirt, but if I lose in it, got to put it to the side for you know a couple games, maybe a year, and then bring it out when I need to. And it works sometimes. You just kind of got to let it rest, get a get a get right game, and we're back. I'm maybe more of a it was. I'm more of a lucky draws guy myself, but okay. you know, teach right. its own. Yeah. Hey, superstition. Not not a little superstition. Super. It's real. I I will say I spilled some salt in Chicago. Tossed it over my right arm. Had a great New Year's Eve. Well, there you Not go. Not a coincidence. Not there a coincidence. Um, looking ahead to January, I think this is probably the most important month for Iowa State Roses. basketball. And it's not an easy road. I think this is the toughest slate for Iowa State that they're going to have all year. And I'm just, we're going to come back to these games, so don't feel like you have to memorize this order. But it's at Oklahoma. Houston without students uh, as a home game. Oklahoma State, that's the first game with students back. And then we go at BYU, at TCU, Kansas State, and then the kind of the big one is Kansas, January 28th or 29th. And that one's on CBS. Um, you know, I can see us starting two and three, and then you got Kansas State and Kansas. Like, that's tough. So I, I think, and, and Nigel, I think you and I both kind of scouted Oklahoma playing against North Carolina. And I really, I've, I really like what I see from Oklahoma. I think they're in a much p better position this year than they have been uh, years past. And they're more athletic. They're quicker. I think they look more like a Big 12 team this year, um, just in terms of physicality and athleticism. So I don't know. I think this will be a tougher test. I, I think kind of similar to years past are they that proven not really um they're still ranked 11th and they still look really good but yeah um in terms of competition north carolina is kind of the only game to that level and they lost it but i i still think that's a major i mean if if iowa state can travel to norman and win that is a huge way to start big 12 play 
I think to like to an extent they're a very beatable team despite the high ranking, just because you know they they lose a close one to to uh, to North Carolina early and you know Arkansas kind of comes in there and asserts their dominance and you know despite their their very like solid guard play I think you know with the rate that Taman and Keyshawn are both playing at. I think that's going to be a huge advantage too. If if Taman's not on initially, all right, Keyshawn, you go to work, and they can just play off each other. And then with Hassan back, I think it's going to be another big option to you know essentially have a, have a more of a threatening, I guess, a, t- a point of attack on the defensive end. So I think that's going to be a great test. Like we we've been talking about with the lack of schedule strength earlier on in the year. I think with you know them starting off the the conference season with a harder more more on the line i guess opponent i think it's going to be a great test to see you know where are we as a team because i think i don't think we've had the, the best tests you know coming into the new year and, and then obviously big 12 season uh player to look out for on saturday for oklahoma john hugley i hope i'm getting the right uh the fourth number he's number one this is his jersey number he's 610 275 and there's a little smoke and mirrors to his game because you look at this guy coming off the bus and you're like, oh, he's going to go back to the basket, old school game, kind of look like a Big Ten center. Uh, he's not 50-40-90, but he's 50-40-80. Uh, shoots 44% from three. He's an 83% free throw shooter, and he's 58% from the field right now. And he's been kind of the guy that has really impressed me for this Oklahoma team. They got good guards. They have good length. But in terms of just like kind of a who the hell is like what – like you'll see this guy shoot a three and you're like, what is this guy thinking? And then it just drains it, no rim, just swoosh. And you're like, holy. So that's the guy to look out for. If he gets hot, he's kind of a matchup nightmare. He kind of reminds me of like, not old school Big 12, but old school to me. So like the George Niang days where like every team kind of felt like they had a guy where you're like, how does this guy play basketball like that? Like, how does that even work for him? Yeah. He, he, he would be, he'd fit right in because he just does not look like how he plays, if that makes sense. Well, and too, that's like to shout out to Porter Moser. I mean, he, he's yeah. a great recruiter, and he he always seems to get those bigs that can stretch the floor. I know when they made the Final Four, they had multiple guys that can go out there to the elbow and the three and kind of stretch out, you know, the offense. And I think with a with a team like Iowa State who has rim protectors and guys that I I, I will say Rob has improved vastly on you know guarding the perimeter yeah. in spurts, especially when he's got to just help for a second. But I mean. If they, if Oklahoma finds, hey, we can hurt these guys by just stretching the floor, you know, how are our bigs gonna, I guess, respond to that? Because, you know, I, I know Hassan is is known for being able to guard all five positions, but you know, coming off an ankle injury, how quick is he gonna be? How explosive he's gonna be off the dribble? You know, so I, I think that's gonna be a, a a huge test, and that might be something that could hurt us in the long run. And the other thing to think about, Oklahoma also does not have students at this game. Not saying Norman has ever been like a super intimidating. A, like venue, but I think there is something to that intensity that is lacking when students aren't there. So it's that, definitely been a place we've struggled in yeah. the last few years. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's the the fact that it's just in Norman and there's not much to do there. And uh, again, no students. You know, we kind of always do get them early at first. Yeah. So maybe that has a huge part to do in it. But I don't know. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma seems to be a hard state as of late for Iowa State yeah. uh, basketball, at least, because uh, Oklahoma State has had our number for a minute, and, you know, same goes with with Oklahoma uh, outside really, of last year for uh, when we beat them in Norman. 
Right. No good excuse either because like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have been near the bottom of the Big 12 for the last two, three years. But mm-hmm. you're exactly right. Iowa State does kind of seem to struggle. That, and that's the thing, looking at like Iowa State's schedule all zoomed out, it's like, okay, you know, get a win there, get a win there. But then when you look back in March, you're like, how did we lose that game? And then you win a couple that you never thought you would. So prediction radio is stupid. Nonetheless, we're going to do it. Um, between like Houston at home, I think it's going to be really tough. Oklahoma state looks all over the place in basketball right now. And then at BYU, BYU has kind of BYU and Oklahoma have probably been the two biggest surprises for big 12 basketball, at least in non-conference. Both those teams have kind of exceeded expectations and maybe a team like Kansas state has kind of and TCU really have, I think under delivered, but I think they still have do. I mean, they still got. The talent is just they haven't put it together yet. So that's the other weird thing. It's like, are these teams going to keep that momentum from non-conference? Are some teams going to figure it out that haven't? There's a lot to be seen. Um, I, The games I'm looking forward to the most, Kansas State last year, Nigel, um, at Hilton was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigel, we talked about that Kansas State team from last year a lot. That team was just straight up awesome. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not here to usually root for any other Big 12 school besides Iowa State. I had a hard time rooting against Kansas State when they weren't playing Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So that I just really like where Kansas State is right now. I know they've kind of under-delivered thus far, but I, I like that program. And then Kansas at home, obviously. Is there anything that you see in this month of January that you're like, oh, I, I got it. No one text me. No one call me. I'm going to be six seat from my TV. Um, I think because of obviously, I mean, it's the end of January, but it's still a January game. But the Kansas one, yeah, I think that's a game like you said earlier, where it's like you kind of have no business winning, but you definitely could win, right? And you know, it, I'm tired of going into Allen Fieldhouse playing a few game. Basically, the game comes down to a few key plays, and we just can't get over that hump. I I, I would like to think that this is a team that can finally get us over that hump, especially in the TJ area. We have been right there when it comes to beating Kansas. So I think with it being a CBS game, I think I think the basketball community knows how big of a game that could be and how yeah. easy of an upset of that, that could happen. Because, I mean, you, you, you rewind to last year, because the 29th is in Lawrence, right? No, it's, this is the first year since like 1920-something that Iowa State hasn't played in Kansas. So this one's at Hilton. Okay. Okay, cool. Because and coming off of last year, I think it was February fourth or something. We played them in uh in Hilton, took care of business yeah. pretty frequently and easily. Uh Grady Dick had a terrible uh, shooting day and you know, Hilton let him hear it. And I think, you know, I it's just gonna be one of those those games where I, I would love for it theoretically to be in Lawrence, but still coming off of last year, I think with this team. Kansas, it's a very beatable team because a lot of those guys are returning from last year. And I think that's going to be probably the most exciting one coming out of this month. I know February has got its own gauntlet, but I think definitely uh, Kansas is going to be the one that's circled on my calendar. Yeah, and Kansas is a game too, just like you said. That's where kind of the national audience can kind of be like, oh, like Iowa State. Like that, that's a big game just for kind of the perception of where the program is at right now because of its stage, because it's on CBS. Um, just kind of has like a old school basketball feel like two big 12 programs on a Saturday. Like it, it just, it feels right. And I, 
to Keyshawn Gilbert, who was just bewildered at the fact that it gets louder than what it was against Iowa, that yeah. game is going to be the loudest. I mean, if Iowa State gives those fans a reason to cheer, that's going to be the biggest, the most energy, the loudest game, I think, this year. No um, doubt. And, and two, with it being that, like, it's it's the perfect time to have that type of game because you're about two weeks into the semester. So everyone not only is back on campus, but everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do this weekend? And there's nothing better to do than watch Iowa State play Kansas. Right. In Hilton, and if you're not at Hilton, you're going to be at on Welch Ave, probably watching it, and it, that is sometimes just as good as a, of an environment as you know the game at times. And I think just being that Kansas has been that older brother to us in the conference, yeah. and it's just like the older brother you're playing in the backyard, and you can't figure out sometimes. Sometimes you beat him, but it's kind of looked at as a miracle from the masses. Um, I think just being that you know it's been so close each year. I think the gig is up. I, I think I think if anyone's gonna get Kansas and because I, I I bit my tongue a lot in in years prior. I I, I didn't if I if I if you told me because I remember I was going in with Jeff. I was working the the Kansas game as an intern last year, and if you told me off rip that I thought Iowa State was really gonna take care of business at, like they did in that fashion, I'd be lying to you. Yeah. Okay. So I think. This is the first Kansas Iowa State game that I'm going confidently into, thinking that Iowa State is going to win without a doubt. And that last last year's Kansas game, Jalen Wilson was the only guy that even looked like he could do it. I mean, he had a really good game, but no one else did. It was kind of like shutting down like Kobe and the Lakers. It's like, okay, let Kobe get 60, and then don't yeah. let anyone else score. That's yeah. kind of what they did. Dewan Harris looked unpl- – I mean, he's a preseason Big 12 conference player, and uh-huh. – looked unplayable at times in, in Hilton last year. So I, well, and I, I think that's where Taman is going to be yeah. such a key part because I, like I said, I, that, that was the first time I saw Taman play and I was like, this kid is a pit bull. Cause like yeah. he is willing to shut down Harris by all means necessary. And he's not worried about his stats. And then on the other end, you got to have who, uh, who's Kansas's two guard this year. Obviously it's not Dick, but who's, uh, it's drawn a blank. The, they got another three-point shooter in the transfer portal. He's it was not as good as Dick, but it, he fills that similar role. Who was it? It's not. It's not uh, McCuller. Anywho, it's, it's yeah. It's Harris McCuller, uh, Dick, not Dick. Sorry, you got me thinking about last year's team. Um, Dickinson. Yes. And that that's Dickinson. I think is kind of the only one where I'm like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna do because maybe you double him when he gets in the post. I don't know. I think Hassan is quick enough to kind of so? disrupt him. I think so. And I think by then his foot's going to be like completely okay. And, you know, I think, I think, I think he'll handle his own. Rob is going to be able to yeah. bruise with him if need be. And I think it's going to be that, that perfect yin and gang for the front court that is probably going to, you know, have a huge advantage for us. But nonetheless, a huge X factor for Kansas that seems to just eat his lunch. Every time he's with us is KJ Adams. I, yeah. We we seem to never have an issue, uh, an answer for him. So I would like to see you know them try to try to shut him down. And really, that comes with a lot of hustle plays, and then obviously just like walling up because he's such a threat around the rim yeah. that he really just bounces off people and it, it's a bucket. He's like a lean Zion Williamson. It's yeah. I. It's really weird. I. He's so strong and he's so talented and just he's a workhorse. So I, he's he's definitely going to be someone that you cannot fall asleep on. 
Yeah, he he amazed when I we went down to Kansas last year uh, with KCCI uh, at the Fog, and he was the one guy where I was just like, like I don't even know what to like. What do you do? And he's another guy. I don't think he really has an NBA game, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, he can't really do anything besides just be super athletic and strong. Which, but at, at the college level, that's enough to win a game. I yeah. if, if you're just a man amongst boys out there then sometimes that's all you got to do to like just exert your will on one end. So he, I always joke and say he's one of those big 12 guys. That's going to just go to the NFL and be a tight end. He's a a Michael Jacobson. Yeah. Or a Rico gathers. He 100% Sancho Silva. Yeah. He could be in a NFL training camp in two years. That's there's no doubt about that. Who is that kid from Baylor on the natty team? Oh, Mark Mark Vital. Vital. Yeah, dude. Talk about a man who strikes fear in your heart. Don't get me started on Mark Vidal. I could do a 20-minute conversation just about Mark. He might be my favorite non-Iowa State college basketball player of all time. That guy was awesome. I, I'll never forget. He, they, Ra- Razier Bolden came off a screen one time, and Vidal switched. He's, he looks Razier dead in his eyes. He clinches his hands up like this, and he's playing defense like this, and he's just looking at him dead. I'm like, can we call a technical foul on this? Just, just for being too scary, I get, get him out of here. He, he was never built for a, a basketball court. He, he's a defensive end in, yeah. in, in, on most NFL rosters. That Baylor team was just up and Loaded. down the lineup. They were just like Loaded. Oh, that team was so good. Yeah, Mark Vidal, awesome. But yeah, like you said, like a player like that in college can win you games, and yeah. like. KJ Adams could 100% be the X factor of the difference in a game between Kansas and Iowa State because there's not many guys that do what he does that well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's why he's at Kansas. He's the best of his prototype. He's the best of what he does. So that 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 one's a handful. I really want to play Houston. I just they're the biggest name that has joined the Big 12 out of that the new four. At BYU, I think if you've been an Iowa State fan long enough, that brings memories of Melvin Edgem giving the double bird salute to the uh, BYU faithful up there. Um, that that one might just be fun in a in a clash of styles, so to speak. That that's two teams that don't play that similar at all. And then TCU, I was trying to hype them up before the season. They've just kind of fell flat. They got Jameel Nelson Jr., who I thought was going to have a lot better start. Um, Emmanuel Miller, who looked to me like he could be a dark horse, dark horse for conference player of the year. And that's at TCU. So like I said, I mean, if we even go through January, one, two, three, four, four and three, five and two would be a miracle. I think, I think three and four is probably most likely, but who are the, who are the games you think we drop? I think we lose at Oklahoma. I think we lose to Houston. I think we lose one to BYU or TCU. And then I think we lose to Kansas. I want to be wrong, but just looking at it up and down, I think I think we're probably favored in four of the games to win, if I had to guess. But I think we probably lose four and win three. But kind of my main point is, if we go three and four, people need to understand this is the toughest conference that we've ever seen in basketball. In America. Ever. And going three and four in that conference does not mean hope's gone. Yeah. You know, the hype's over. Like, that is not what this is just, this is the reality we live in now. That, like, going three and four in a month is like kind of what you need sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's just where we're at. So, my main blanket statement about what we see in January take it with a grain of salt. This conference is too freaking good for its own good. 
like breathe, relax. It's going to be all right. February, the conference schedule opens up a lot easier than this month. So it's going to be a tough, tough month. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm sorry. I'm going to say we'll take your business on, on, on Saturday. I think there's enough anticipation and hype building up to where it's like Iowa State is going to have fresh legs and they're going to be ready. And I think, I think deep down, they probably know, look, we haven't played the most competitive schedule yet. Let's go out. Let's get redemption from Thanksgiving and let's go out and let's make a statement about this team and this program. So I, I think, I think we'll be able to take care of business on Saturday. And it, it's kind of, I think it suits Otz's teams better to not have a target on their back. I think they yeah. do better when they're being, when they are the on. underdog. Yes. And so now that we're not, you know, cause like last year we went undefeated in non-conference play and we're a top, I don't know what it was, top something, 15 going into big 12 play and everybody kind of what Oklahoma is at, where it's like, are they for Wait, real? No, we, we lost to Iowa ago? last year. That was You're two right. years ago. That's Brockington and them. Yep. Yep. But you know what I mean? Like having that target on your back and not only it's not like we're a proven great team. It's like this team's just ranked really high. Are they really that good? It's not like yeah. you're Kansas and you're ranked third in the country going into big 12 play. It's like, you know, are, are they really this good? Are they just kind of getting lucky early on? So I, I would rather be where we're at, where it's like, we've heard for months that like, oh, you got a cupcake schedule. Your net ranking doesn't matter. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well now our strength of schedule for the rest of the year is like the second best in the country. So you want to go prove it. Now's the time kind of thing. Yeah. I, I couldn't say, I don't know any team outside of UConn that has a tougher schedule than us <laughs> just because of they're they're out of, it's almost like they're out of conference schedule made up for any flake or flack that they have, uh, they've had in the, they're going to, or they're going to have in the big East. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, I'm excited. I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't. I think uh, I just like seeing Iowa State being tested. I think it, it, you can see a lot about a team year in and year out. And I think the the flaws we had in past years, I'm not seeing them as much this right. year. So I think I think I think we'll handle business. I, th I think we may drop Houston, yeah. but I think just given that we're back in Hilton for Kansas, I would like to I would like to give us that one in the win column. That's a big game. That that's a game where you, you can't make it too big and you can't go in too calm. I mean, there's mm. there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle of like understand the importance of that game, and yeah, go out there and take care of business. I'm hopeful. I'll say yeah. that. But Kansas, they just like matchup wise, like they just they got some problems over there in Kansas. So we'll see. And the other thing I will say, kind of going back to the start of this conversation, I think this team and a lot can change in two months in a locker room, but. This team seems to trust each other. They seem to have a good time playing basketball together. They seem, I mean, the the body language is good, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it seems like these guys are in it. So that's that's another thing that I really like to see this early on in a season. So, mm -hmm. um, man, besides that, kind of a quick one. I, I'm happy for us, too, that we no longer have to recap the New Hampshire's and the Eastern Illinois of the world. Now, I mean, like... You're telling me. This is this is where you you make your lunch pail. Bring your lunch pail. Yeah, just get ready to eat, man, because we're about to cook. All right, let them, let them cook. The 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 cyclones we're we're actually about to get in the kitchen, and it's gonna get hot. All right, so <clears throat> it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. Like I've never I've never gotten to the conference season and been like, oh, 
like it's a let no it's it's always the opposite i getting through november and december is the hardest part and if right. you lose to iowa good lord it's even longer yeah. so i'm glad we were at least able to handle that business and i think just given the fact that you know oklahoma has beaten enough already to where it's like all right now we got to go beat you i, I right. think it like you said earlier iowa state's best when they are the underdog you know it is cyclones versus the world yeah. at the end of the day. And I think that's, that's when sure. we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You already know. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a matter of just like who wants it more, you know? And I think just go out there and make a statement because because I, I, quite frankly, I would be kind of mad if I was on this team and everyone's saying, oh, your, your schedule's cupcake. Y'all, right. y'all haven't played anybody. You know, that that's, let that set a fire into you and, and, and go out guns blazing on Saturday. I mean, there's the thing – I know you and I have talked about this a bunch, but there's no better feeling than – I know I can't relate to it as much being down south now, but when we both wake up on a cold Saturday morning and the slate is insane nationwide – um let's just as iowa state let's let, let's be on the good side of things let's 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 go upset a top 20 team in the country you know yeah. and the big 12 slate i think iowa state oklahoma is probably the best big 12 game this saturday to open up conference play so i think there'll be a lot of eyeballs between those two fan bases in the conference as a whole i'm looking forward to it nigel before we get out of here michigan washington who you got oh i don't know I think I'm gonna go Michigan. I want them to beat the cheating allegations. Yeah, just like a, a Jim Harbaugh redemption arc here. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. He, he's I I I've never had a bad, uh, I guess, verbatim against him. I I, I was just happy to not see an SEC team in there for yeah. once. It's it was getting old. It was like it's like the hot girl that always shows up with the best date. It's like all right, we've seen this movie yeah. before. Can we right. turn on something else? You know. Yeah. So this is something else I, I want, I think Michigan's going to win. I want Washington to win. That team is a lot of fun. They just like yeah. throw it deep every play. That's awesome. Well, and any team that can beat beat Texas is okay in my book. So honestly, whoever wins, I don't care. Right. You know, I always feel like the, the game is so boring most of the time, especially last year that if Washington just go out there and be competitive, I think we're in for an instant classic game and, yep. you know, they're already okay in my book, like I said before, just because, you, you know, you beat Texas. Looks like Texas is not back. So they're, uh, they got to they go back to the drawing board, but that's okay because I don't like them. So Have fun, the SEC, Texas. Uh, we will have fun in Big 12 conference play. I'm so happy it's here. I'm a little nervous. I think we'll be all right. Oh, Can yeah. I do any last words? Uh, just let, let's go into the new year. Uh, new perspective, I think. I think to 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 get through this Big 12 conference schedule on steroids this year, I think you got to just keep perspective. You have to take like you said every day with a grain of salt because, yeah. you know, it's going to be a gauntlet. It like 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 one we've never seen before. We'll go we've gone 9 and 9 with good teams in a regular Big 12 season right. with adding in two adding in four more, you know, really good basketball programs that's going to be just as hard to do now. So I think we have to understand who we are and understand, you know, what weight uh, each game carries. And I think, I think we'll be able to get to this season in one piece. And I think it's going to, uh, it's going to do well for us come March. Yeah. Don't live and die by wins and losses. Like this team, this team's going to be all right. You might drop some that you probably shouldn't. You might win some that you probably shouldn't. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. That's Cyclone yeah. basketball, baby. 
yeah, that, that that's all I got though. So right. let, let's go into the new year and let's just keep cooking. Happy New Year's. Happy January. Happy conference basketball season. We'll see you guys next week.